He was bald and a little bit chubby, and he had the best grin on his face when his wife and I started saying, oh, please, oh, come on. She said, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. But you could tell she was not. She was laughing at him, and he was laughing that she was laughing, and it was just one of those moments (laughs) where they were having some fun. Okay, hopefully we're going to have some fun with our guest today because last time he was on, we were told we were not funny enough. So the pressure is definitely on. Although what he's going to be talking about today, I don't think it's going to be uh, predisposed to a lot of funniness. Let me tell you about Brant Hansen. He is the storyteller for Cure International. Cure is all around the world with hospitals. They're in 30 countries, charitable hospitals, and Little boys and girls who are told you will never walk, they dance and they help people see the love of God through healing. And Brant gets to tell those stories, which is a pretty cool job. Brant is also the host with his friend Sherry of a radio show that is heard all over the country. You can hear it at BrantHanson.com. Also at BrantHanson.com, you can find out about his new book, Unoffendable. And you can read his blog, which I think is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to have some deep thoughts with Brand Hansen, but I'm not going to say it. I, I went on Facebook and asked if somebody could uh, please record an intro. So hopefully Brand likes this. Deep thoughts, deep, deep thoughts with Brand Hansen. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But funny, deep, funny thoughts. Yes, has to be funny. Right, because what Paul said. Paul, the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams, says, "Yeah, quote." I told him you need to be funny. I, to- I told him you told me that, and uh, that um, we would both like him to be funny for once. So. <laughs> he sent me a sort of direct text, like, "Hey, why did you tell Brant that you guys weren't funny?" And I wrote back because I'm the I'm the talent too. It's not just Brant. You, you're going to say it to me. You got to say it to both of us. That's I'm not exactly carrying right. that weight. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but he can he can lob bombs at you, but then he has to he has to spend the day with me at some event or something. Yeah. So that's yeah. What. So so like um, uh, Paul Goldsmith is the vice pr- uh, president of I almost said vice principal. Kind of feels that way. The, yeah. <laughs> the vice president of promotion for Cure International, which I think makes him Brant's boss. Maybe is he your boss? Right. Yeah, yeah he's my boss. And then he's the one who helped me. He really pushed me. It's like I was a bird in the nest and he kept poking the nest with like a stick till I finally would fly out of the nest. And so he is the executive producer of um, Life with Lisa Williams, which doesn't mean he gets any money or anything. It just means that he every day checks on me like, how's the show going? Are you still working? Hmm. What you doing? Hmm. How's the show going? So um, he helps me so much. So he's our friend and he, he told us that we had to be funny. So we'll do the best we can right now. Is there anything unfunnier than people that are deliberately <laughs> trying to be funny? It's never funny. It's never funny. It's like the worst. Terrible. It's so uncomfortable. Horrible. Yeah. Horrid. So we're... So forget it. This is not going to have any humor at all. No, Paul has ruined us. Um, there, there is something that we could um, talk about, and you know, if something funny happens, it'll be an accident. That yeah, blog that you wrote. You know, Brant wrote a piece on his twenty fifth wedding anniversary um, about. Um, well, why don't you just for for whoever didn't read it, do you want to just talk about that? And congratulations on twenty five years, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I just was talking about how I think I called it. She never crushed me. Yeah, and I was actually I was Gosh. actually in a hurry to write something because we were headed out the door actually on our little our little trip, 
and we're going to spend mm-hmm. a couple of days together. And I'm like, oh, I want to post something on our anniversary. And I wrote that about how we got married young and she has the power. And I think any woman does, if you think about it, you have the power to completely eviscerate a man uh, with your words. And she never did. I saw a study, I think Shanti Feldhahn had done, and she wrote about in her book for women only, but it was about just how precarious a man's ego really is. Now, we know this, we guys, but we don't go around talking about it. No, nobody it's, talks about it, really. No one. No, no. no. And I'm, I'm telling you as somebody who's presumably, I have people tell me, well, you're successful. Okay, I don't feel successful ever as a man, ever. And I also feel like in the background, somebody's going to expose me for being a fraud. And it hasn't happened yet, (laughs) but what was interesting in Feldhahn's study is she found that that is a very common (laughs) feeling among men is that somebody's going to figure out that we don't know what we're doing. It's an imposter syndrome that you're going to find out he's not all that or he's he's something. And it's not even anything specific. It's just a feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm telling (laughs) you, this is common among men. I do have these conversations. Women should know this. No, we don't talk about it very much. But if you come along and mock your husband or you say something that is like a big picture thing about him to him, not a small correction or we need to talk about this, but a big picture, you're not a man. You're not, you're not what you say you are. It, it does cut to the heart and it can be crushing. Mm-hmm. The word crushing is really powerful. She never crushed me. So really you're, you're kind of singing the praises of this woman you've been married with, to for 25 years. You're saying to us, this woman right here never crushed me. Never. And she could have gone for the jugular in any number of moments. when she. We've had arguments, many, many, many arguments. But she never went for the jugular mm-hmm. and said, well, you're just a bad husband or you're not a you're not very masculine or something, or you're, she's always told me in those other moments that, that I'm the most hand. Now it doesn't matter that it's not true or not. It doesn't matter. This is what my wife has told me. I'm extremely handsome. I'm extremely (laughs) smart. I'm the smartest man she's ever met. Um, I'm a great, I'm a great father. Um, All of these things, she has just built me up. And so in my job, I have to go on the air and talk and it takes some degree of courage um, to do it, but to the extent that I'm able to do it, it's only because my wife has told me all that stuff. Otherwise, I would just I would just be overwhelmed with I'm a fraud. What business do I have? I would be much more immature than I am, and I'm not completely mature, obviously. But she has shaped that. So, to the extent that I'm a blessing to anybody else through my job, through the people I interact with, it's in large part because of her. Now, but Brand, it's really because of God. Yeah, God used her. Sure. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. uses humans to shape other humans, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't discount that. But see, she told me all those things to build me up, and she could have unwound that. She could have gone for the jugular and destroyed all of that, and she never did. Well, here's something I've never really talked about publicly, but I think that this is the natural segue. By the way, we are not funny right now. Have you noticed that? Has it gone through your mind? <laughs> not even once so far, no, really. No, not even nope, close. Not even close. No. Uh, uh, um, but um, there is this thing. It's this ugly, hideous thing. And it is when women, when we, will just say horrible things about men or if you're married, your spouse, 
Like men are idiots. Well, you know how they are. Yeah, roll my eyes mm-hmm. because I want you to see how much I disdain you because basically all men, like we women have the brains. We women are smart. And you men, ugh. And um, mm-hmm. it's distasteful. It's disturbing. It's not godly. But it is, I actually remember a moment when my husband sat me down. We were actually laying side by side. And he said to me, Lisa, you don't respect me. We'd been married about 10 years. And I wept because I knew it was true, because I'd gotten caught up in that thing that women do. And I, it, it was a big shift to learn how to respect him in my mind, with my mouth, behind his back, to his face, to honestly respect him and see his virtues and speak his virtues. But there is this thing in America or just in the world or you know, in sin or whatever where you do want to um, make someone feel small because I guess it makes you feel bigger. You know, I guess you get a chance to blow off steam or what you call vent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hear people use that phrase, venting never vents. It just it just builds up in your mind a new narrative about this guy. Now when you go back to the house, mm-hmm. you've just talked about what an idiot he is. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't help at home. You didn't vent anything. You worked yourself up mm-hmm. into a lather. Mm-hmm. It never – I'm so thankful, again, to my wife because she wouldn't participate in that stuff. And I could see women in our church community that did. And I felt for their husbands. And the other thing was I knew their husbands. I'm like, actually, these are good men right? in many cases. I'm like, man, you want something to complain about. There's plenty to complain. It's not him, though. I know him. You know, behind your back, he doesn't talk about you. Yeah, that hurts I get me. together with these same yeah. men, and they're nothing but honoring to their wives. And so all that to say, this is not wives, bad, men, good. Right. But, because that's but not true some, either, right? No, yeah. no, of course. And you know what's really interesting? I had this happen all the time whenever I would talk about relationships on the air. People call and they're like, hey, Brand, have you read Love and Respect, this book, this Christian book? And I'm like, no. Hey, Brand, have you read this? No. I still haven't read it. But I heard the dude talking about it. And he said, even if your husband isn't respectable, because honestly, some men aren't. He said, as a wife, you are called to respect him anyway, not because of his respectability, but because you love God. It's just like having a job where it says work unto the Lord. It's you're working for your boss. You work like your God, God is your, really your boss. And you, you respect your boss's authority, not because he deserves it, but because God has told you to do this. And it's the same thing. And I heard him talking. I'm like, man, I should have read this book like everybody told me to. <laughs> um, and it talks about loving your wife, too, even yeah. if she's unlovable. Yeah. But you do, it, you do it not because you love – because she's just bringing these romantic feelings into play. It's because – you love God, and he told you to do it. Right, and then that kind of love, again, it comes back on the guy. I feel like there is a lot that you are responsible for as a man, but to love yes. a wife like Christ loved the church, I mean, come on. I mean, that is a high calling. I think it's easier to respect someone than to love someone as Christ loved the church and gave himself. And it's a big high calling to be a guy and to love a woman. It, it, it really is. It is hard. Mm-hmm. And you know what? All this stuff that we're talking about to say, hey, women, don't crush the man. Um, understand your words. Look, uh, that's true for guys too, but we know that because women women are overt about their vulnerability. If right. I say, mm-hmm. you look fat in that dress, I know that's crushing. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's got, we, know, we know this. So we guys are like, hey, don't. We we won't say this, so I'll, I'll be the the guy who's you know crossing the Rubicon here to say it. Oh, I, I our, hear what you're saying. I yes, get what our you're egos saying. are yeah. fragile, yeah, and you shape us. 
Boy, that's really good stuff right there, you know? Um, yeah, you look fat in that dress. Just sounded funny coming out of your mouth. I don't know why. Made me laugh for a long time. I hope Paul liked that. <laughs> he's probably like, hey, Brant wasn't funny. Don't laugh when he's not funny. He probably will say that. Yeah. Uh, and so there's one woman. I mean, some people are listening right now. It doesn't, you know, it's not really relating to them. They're just interested in, in us talking. But there's one woman right now and she's listening and her eyes are wide and she's staring off into space because she's just got this moment of revelation that she does this, that she's mm. not been the one to champion her husband and respect him. And it's, it's going to be like turning the Titanic. And I mean, that's a bad reference because the Titanic sank, but it's going to be like turning a very large ship. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. but you can, you know, by God's grace and, and digging into God's word and you can, you, you can, you can be the trendsetter amongst your friends where you can say, you can walk away from the conversations where they lacerate, you know, the men and stuff like that. Yep. And I think too, honestly, it, it may feel like that this is too much to turn around, but you can turn your attitude around right now like right now and, and start treating your husband with more respect or because God told you to. Yeah. Um, and and I, yeah, I, I'm telling you a lot of times you will get, if you're like, he's not respectable, understood. You're probably right. I got it. Don't know the situation. Maybe true. But I'm telling you guys tend to play up to the expectation and the, and <laughs> that's why we love coaches. Like, like I expect more out of you. You don't do that as a woman. You don't say, I expect more. How dare you? But the very fact that you find us respectable, a lot of times will bring out something different. Yeah, it's really, it's like a catch-22 because you're like, well, I can't respect him because he's not respectable. We'll start respecting him. Maybe he'll become respectable. Well, it, that's true. And I'm saying that, that I think the love and respect dude is right. When it tells wives in the Bible to respect your husbands, like it's because of the Lord. It's because you do it because the Lord told you, because you respect the Lord. So you're going to do it whether or not this man's respectable. And the end result is probably a healthier marriage. And you sh you just have so much shaping ability. I love Tim Keller's example when I, I wrote about this. It's like, maybe he wasn't, maybe it's not original to him, but it's like putting two rocks in a bag. And for 25 years, we've been shaking the bag and you knock each other silly through interacting with each other in this house and through adventures and challenges and cleaning the garage together and all this other stuff that you wind up doing that's, that's difficult. But you, you shape each other. The rocks knock each other silly, and the result is they're smoother. And I'm a different man than I was 25 years ago. In fact, not even, like, it's not even comparable. Not even comparable. It's, you can't even, mm -hmm. I don't even know who that guy is. Mm -hmm. But I've seen that my wife has been the catalyst in that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And so it's a, it's, if anybody looks at me now and's like, well, you're, and thankfully she does get comments that, you know, that, she's got a good husband or something like that didn't happen by chance i didn't see a good marriage growing up my parents were divorced and then remarried each other and got divorced again wow um, yeah i went through a lot of stuff yeah um but she's been the catalyst in that <laughs> that's really sweet and it's very honoring it touches my heart um and i'm i'm glad we talked about this today um yeah, I'm trying to be funny too. And I, know, I, can't, I know. I'm just sitting here like, um, maybe next time you could try harder. Totally. And I will work on some jokes. I will write <laughs> jokes and they'll be funny. Maybe have some animals in them and stuff. And <laughs> That'd be they're awesome. Gonna be, people will be like, oh my gosh, that's a funny they joke. They're so funny. We could do knock knock jokes, oh, you know. That's a. And Yo mama a jokes. It's going to be a knee slapper. Next time with Brant Hansen. Not this time, but next time. Yeah, it's going to be funny. I can feel it. 
If you have some things that you want to say that are maybe funny or really serious in response to what we're talking about today, come let us know what you think at lifewithlisawilliams.com. And when you get here, you can also find out more about Brand Hansen, his book, Unoffendable, and his radio show. Look for Never Crushed. That's the name of this show when you get to lifewithlisawilliams.com. Our executive producer is the very, very funny Paul Goldsmith. Hashtag thanks for listening.